Good morning, my friends. This is Tamara, a girl in the middle, Titus 2 mentor, encouraging women to love God and to love well her home and family. Have you ever wondered how you can do it all? Do you want to learn how to do it all? That's what we're going to talk about today. How to do it all. The trouble of comparing fruit. If you're asking yourself, how do I do it all? You're in the right place, but you're going to have to hang on with me until the end. What started out with this frustration quickly went to the fruit bowl. Of course, you've heard it too. That's apples to oranges, peaches to plums, bananas to mangoes. I think the trouble of comparing fruit is obvious. Would you like a bowl of sliced bananas topped with fresh lemon? By the way, are bananas even fruit? Did you know that conventionally grown bananas are considered sterile and, and the scant little tiny dark flecks inside are the sterile seeds? Weird. Back to the point. There's a valid reason why we don't compare apples to oranges. They're not the same fruit. They're not meant to resemble one another. In fact, it's their differences not their commonalities that are celebrated. Fruit baskets. It's probably no secret that some fruits should not hang out in the same basket. You can read more about that, which ones and why, if you'd like. But in case you didn't know, it's not wise to keep all fruit together. Not unless you don't mind rotten, smelly, yucky fruit. No fruits of the spirit. Guilty. Back when I was a new teacher and a younger Christian woman, I made this mistake. One day, my students came into class and be to behold a large bulletin board, larger than life really, hosting an overflowing fruit bowl filled with grapes, oranges, bananas, pears, and apples, all as its glorious centerpiece. If there was another reason for that fruit bowl, such as a hospitality prompt or brunch invitation, it would have been appropriately used. But sadly, this board's statement included every word from the passage out of Galatians on the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I'm not being nitpicky here. There is no fruits of the Spirit. Unknowingly, and ignorance is no excuse, thank the Lord for His grace, I was teaching those children that there were many fruits of the Spirit. And dare I say, I probably even had a coloring sheet to match. But I'm here to tell you, friends, there is no fruits of the Spirit. There is only one Holy Spirit, and He bears one fruit. Therefore, that fruit, Him, God's Holy Spirit, exhibits many attributes, as does any one fruit. But it does not stand in conflict to or in danger of itself. And this really does have a lot to do with our quest of learning how to do it all, so keep, keep with me here. Fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. 
flesh versus spirit. My husband was a bodybuilder when I met him. He was also a missionary to teenagers, locally. Many times, he would draft the assistance of one of his buddies to help in a skit for youth gathering. Wearing a white t-shirt with S-P-I-R-I-T, spirit, written across the chest, he would battle, quite forcefully, his helper, whose black t-shirt was inscribed equally, but with the word F-L-E-S-H, flesh. Flesh versus spirit. The lights and the music set the stage, and the two men dramatically told the story of our daily fight between the flesh and the spirit. For his skit, spirit always won. Flesh would lay motionless and sometimes bloodied from the beating. This is the fight that keeps on keeping on in our hearts, flesh versus spirit. Galatians five sixteen to 18. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are under no obligation to the law of Moses. Galatians five sixteen to 18 Wants to do evil. Our flesh wants, it desires to do evil. It doesn't take long for a new parent to realize just how true God's words are here that we are all born sinners. The littlest people in our lives know how to sin without the first lesson in doing wrong. Sinful nature. We all know it. Galatians five nineteen to 21 When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immortality, excuse me, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, Galatians five nineteen to 21 Whoa, look at how the Lord throws jealousy and selfishness and anger into the same cesspool of drunkenness and sexual immorality. Is there anyone in flesh and blood who hasn't been selfish or jealous? The point of this passage isn't that we should be free from any and all of these sins or we're doomed to be separated from an eternity with our Lord. No, it's that we cannot live there. Our lifestyle cannot be described as such. Then, as scripture teaches, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Saved sinners. When we have been saved through faith in Jesus, we're not saved from ever sinning again, but we are saved sinners. The Holy Spirit who lives within us has power over our sinful desires. We are not who we once were. My pastor used to say, to walk in the Spirit is to walk with no known sin. The Lord tells us not only what a sinful lifestyle looks like and ends with, but also what the Spirit-filled lifestyle looks like. Galatians five twenty two and 23. 
the fruit of the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit, and then by the way, let's not overlook that but. We just learned what all the, the sins of the flesh were. What does a, a life living to the flesh look like? It's ugly. And it's too frequent in my life, some of those. But the fruit of the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Apples. 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 There are different kinds of apples. Some firmer, sweeter, tartar, redder, rounder, bigger, juicier than the next. But they're all apples. Each one unique in its own design. But each exemplifying characteristics belonging only to an apple. From the same Holy Spirit who fills us as we yield to him, no known sin, we show his character, his fruit in us by how we live. When life is great, it's the Spirit's joy, peace, love, and all he is that exudes from our hearts and lives. Others see Christ in us because we live and walk with him. Conversely, when life is hard, the same Spirit's attributes are known by the way we respond to the tough times too. This is true whether it comes by a tough day at home with our children or husband, or we just got the phone call no one ever wants to hear. The Holy Spirit doesn't change, but He changes us. The joy and peace we realize as we walk with Him flows from us as we walk through life. Hard days, good days, and ordinary days. We cannot try to be better Christians by being kinder. We are kinder, gentle, good, self-controlled, patient, joyful, loving, etc. We are these things because we are walking with the Lord and his attributes are our attributes as a result. So why all this about fruit versus spirit? It's important to realize who Jesus is in us by way of his Holy Spirit. When we belong to Christ, we have him living in us. He is one person in us, doing a work he desires and for the glory of his Father. An apple is an apple. Every apple has a skin stem, pulp, the flesh, and seeds. Each quality has a different and important role in the fruit's whole being. Without any one of them, there is no apple. An apple is an apple, yet every part thereof has a very different attribute. One spirit, one fruit. And so it is with the fruit of the spirit. Unlike a fruit bowl filled with all types of fruit, from different family sets. The fruit of the Spirit comes from one Spirit and exhibits one fruit. When we find ourselves short on patience, without peace and joy in our own life, if we're getting angry where we shouldn't, having no self-control, lacking goodness and kindness, 
outside of and especially inside of our homes and walking around as if we have no faith, we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a spiritual problem. A spiritual problem isn't fixed in the world. It's fixed in the Word and through the Holy Spirit. How many times have you decided that you were going to be kinder or more patient? So after getting everyone ready and loaded up, you take your children to the park, patting yourself on the back, you think, oh, that's a pretty good job. You're deb- you've got a good thing going here of being kinder and more patient. Feeling good and happily walking away from the ice cream truck, all hands full, every face smiling. Only a few short steps from that very long line you just spent way too long waiting in. And it happens. One child bumps another, and Mr. Smoothie leaves the cone for the ground. Smiles and giggles seem to follow suit as tears and smiles and giggles seem to follow suit as tears and screams trade for their position. What seconds ago had you feeling really good about yourself in quest of kinder and more patient is history. Quick, fast, and in a hurry, you realize you're out of patience. And your reaction to fallen ice cream and dramatic screams match that of your ice creamless child. Fail. 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 Failed attempt to be better. You probably know this to be true, too. It happens every time we try to fix a spiritual problem in the flesh. We fail, as we should. Just like we can't fix a flat tire from inside of our house, we can't fix a spiritual issue from inside of the flesh. But that's exactly what we try to do, time and time again. Whatever you fill in the blank with in order to be more patient, loving, kind, tender-hearted, less angry... Unless it starts with and ends with more Jesus. Personally, it's not going to work. It's a certain failure in the making. More Jesus. For others to see Christ in us, we need to walk with him. Galatians five twenty four to 26 Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoked or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Galatians 5.24-26 The answer isn't any of the things we bemoan as out of reach for ourselves. When the world tells us we need more me-time, The word tells us otherwise. More love, more Jesus. More joy, more Jesus. More peace, more Jesus. More patience, more Jesus. More kindness, more Jesus. More goodness, more Jesus. More faithfulness, more Jesus. More gentleness, more Jesus. More self-control, more Jesus, more Jesus. How do you do it all? When is the last time you asked yourself, how do I do it all? Time before that, 
this time? So hold that thought. Because it's not a question, really. It's more a lifestyle. I could go back through 35 years by the year and ask the same thing. How can I do it all? In retrospect, it isn't a question. It isn't a question I asked once, but rather it's a pattern in lifestyle. And it's futile. It's a futile quest for the believer. Unintentionally, we take it from an inquiry for the moment and we make it a lifestyle when we continually seek a way to do it all. Something is amiss. It's amiss, friends, because it's altogether the wrong question. We, as a follower of Christ, should be asking instead, how am I going to live by and follow the Holy Spirit in my life today? How am I going to live by and follow the Holy Spirit in my life today? So I'll ask you now, what are you doing today to follow and live by the Holy Spirit? More Jesus. More than anything worthy of good in your life. More anything worthy of any good in your life. More Jesus. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you can talk with the Lord about whatever it is He brings to your heart. And that you would have more Jesus in your life today. God bless you. I will see you here next time.